You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Professional Blur podcast, the only podcast about extra work. It's starting to sound more like a morning radio show. Hey, everybody, it's Jason here, The Professional Blur, with me. My very good friend, my podcast co-host, man who's been on most of my shows. Wait, wait. I think almost all, all, all except for the Star Trek one, which will happen. Oh. Alan Rickard is here. Hi, Alan. Woo, go Alan. Woo. Woo. So anybody who uh Top of the morning to you. That's the <laughs> that's the catchphrase of this podcast, right? That's Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> sense, Alan. Thanks so much for that. Uh so before we get started, I made my background on Zoom. People will be able to see this on the Patreon version. Uh, the split second Alan came on screen, I, I found his, his little face right, 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 right there. It's hard to do I, in reverse. I should have used After Effects to just highlight it in a little highlight circle. It. I totally could have done that. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But I found you quicker than you did, which I, I tell you, I, I have some pride in that. I was trying to find you in this big hockey scene, which... Maybe, I don't know, maybe your face is cut out of it. But I, I was like, that could be, no, that's not him. That could be, no, that's not him. I see that hockey scene you're talking about. I think I was in the, and either I was in the upper deck or off uh -huh. to the right where I wasn't in the shot, which is okay. ridiculous that they would put dummies in the foreground more than they would put an actual actor. Not actor, so excuse me, background, I don't consider. <laughs> <laughs> See, Alan's of a different persuasion about about background acting, but that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll no, 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 it's fine. Uh, uh, I, there's a, there's a only a reason because I heard somebody tell a story about it, and I was like, I, I can't, I need to change my thinking. No, I get that. I get that. Uh, okay, Alan. Alan. I'm happy to dive into that at some point. <laughs> Alan is my good friend. I have seen, I have performed with Alan in nearly a hundred show stage shows. Um, show called the Drinking many? Game. Wow. Yeah, we're not, we're at ninety. Uh, we've, we've been in quite a few sketches. I feel like too at this. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know you've been in two of my movies, uh, and then uh, many other projects of mine. But uh, and then Alan, you might have seen him recently in Dolomite is my name, mm. uh, in Veep. These are things we cannot we can talk about on this show because they're they are under five uh, and we, we will get there. I think we'll talk about them. But I feel like I should bring them up in case people have seen you and uh, to sort of explain that uh, you have done extra work. But this is not a thing Alan does anymore, which is fine. Right. Right. This there. is, uh, you know, this is your past. <laughs> dig deep, Alan. This is, this is my pet. There's just there were just some things that because I did it. Jeepers really like consistently just about every day each week for three to four months straight mm -hmm. and I yeah might have gone an extra two months but then i was just like i can't i can't do this anymore it's a it's rough and b if people hear three or four months they're like well that doesn't sound like he's done that much no that's a lot of work daily it's like a new show every day it's think about every day you go to work if you've got an office job or you work you know food service or whatever every day you're going to a new place <laughs> literally a new place but you're working consistently that's a lot of change um and therefore when shit's fucked up um it's it's a little harder i think to stomach especially when everybody else can't get their shit together right you, you're assuming you're in a room with uh professionals including the extras they're supposed to be but you're always here with somebody new that's the thing there's always a newbie on set and there's usually the old it's usually dudes the old dude who's been doing it his whole life or yeah you know. uh, there were a few yeah there were definitely people that just do it for a living that were mm -hmm. you know in sag mm -hmm. and uh i i i more power to them sure. i i couldn't do it because also 
when you're on set for 12 hours, even though you're what? They might use you for a half hour, maybe an hour or two. Mm-hmm. You still have uh, that thing. If you had an audition or something, you're mm-hmm. screwed. Because if you if, if you leave, oh, sure. that's that's it for that. And you know, That's something I never had to deal with because <laughs> um, I never had to deal with that. But yeah, no, that's that would be troublesome. You also ran into, I don't know if you're... Now, here's the problem with this group of people on a set. Uh, you never know if it's true or not, but they're like, they're hobbyists. They say that they're either retired early or the retired period. If you're retired and you're old, like that tracks. But if you're I young, retired, or rich, people that are like, oh, this is fun. This is what I do for fun. On a level, I get it. No, I that I should understand. That at least you know you get a little extra money. Like, hey, you know what? I mm-hmm. get free craft service, and I'm just gonna hang out. I mean, that's the best part of extra work <laughs> is free. When it's a good set, there are some shit sets. Um, Alan, let's do this. Yeah, I, I act. This is the only podcast where I actually have a list of questions I ask everybody. Oh my goodness! I know, I know. It's it's painful, but I apologize. So I apologize well, you you answer. you. I know you mentioned another. Uh, podcast i don't remember i think it was maybe it was uh well mitch was on or but uh-huh. the, the you've already gone over the vouchers and people demanding vouchers yes yeah well i mean here's the thing we've talked about it but just like the vinyl podcast if you've got a different you've got your own story about it then we'll we should talk about it but i have to ask you first yeah what's your first time on a set and that doesn't mean as an extra that means period on any kind of film or tv set uh so i'm not gonna the stuff you, i shot in you can college, count back home well, yeah, I mean, the stuff that I did some things in college where I helped people out on like their shorts, or okay. I was directed short, short was films in my own short. Then my sister directed one called The Beauty King, asked me to be in it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, as far as like a bigger set, that was probably the first one that I was in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah. First time on a feature film yes. in Minnesota, uh, right after college, there was a movie they were shooting. They just called it the People's Movie, right? Okay. So, well, this is there's a whole thing about it. The, the whole campaign was again. This was 2005. They put on the website, "People vote on decisions. What happens in the movie?" Oh Jesus. Okay. Well, the th- the thing is though. This was kind of a starting thing, you know, because they had the script. These decisions they were voting on were very minor. It would be like, mm-hmm. should this person be wearing a jacket or should they be wearing this color? It was. It wasn't like anything that was. That would okay. The movie. Weird. Weird. But get the, I. 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 Everybody working on that, like the producers that I worked, that I, I was basically asked to do behind the scenes. Uh, wet, like behind the scenes stories of stuff that was going on on set mm-hmm. and then that transferred to me pitching I was watching The Daily Show a lot back then so I, I pitched me doing like kind of funny little stories where I'd come off as an idiot asking these dumb questions yada yada mm-hmm. uh, that seemed to get some, some hits so I did that and I do remember I was also asked in a scene or two to just be an extra in the background. I remember the director coming up to me after. He's like, yeah, look, look, you're in the movie right there. And all, like, I remember like thinking, it was like, look at him, like, I, I mean, I'm not really in it, but I'm in it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is Now, is that, did that film get released? Did it did. Get- so what happened was, I, I was a little bit surprised because after the movie was done and wrapped, they took down the website which surprised me um yeah that's weird 
But my the stuff I did with the interviews with the actors that did end up as special features on the DVD, and I do remember randomly getting like a Facebook message from somebody I didn't know in like Virginia or something, just saying, "Hey, like I watched the the extras on this. I was a big fan of what you did. Just wanted to say, hey, I'm a big fan." And I just remember just being like, "Wow, oh, some something I did, yeah, somebody over there." But yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that, that wow. That movie uh, was originally called Arnold's Park, and then marketing-wise, when they released it, the Mm -hmm. company releasing it decided to change it to Carousel of Revenge. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm looking it up. So... I'm just gonna say, like uh, again, I I, I don't, I'm not gonna like get into it because everybody mm-hmm. working on it, like the director, producers, they were great, great mm-hmm. people. It was just, I don't know, the movie turned out, you know, the best if if you because I even remember like reading an early draft and because uh, the producer asked me, yeah, what'd you think of it? And I just remember there was like a a really overweight kid like in mm-hmm. high school and. These kid, other kids were like bullying him, and they ended up like doing something like a dark secret where they ended up accidentally thinking they killed him or whatever. But then okay. he comes back. Originally in the script, it says he comes back like six months later. He's very handsome now. He lost all that weight. He's got like you know six pack abs. I just remember like saying, "Yeah, no, it's uh, I don't know if you could change your shape in that." amount of time to look like that and then i think they did change it to a few years as opposed to you know six months but i, I just remember like oh, i mean again again really I, they were great people sure behind it i i i love them all i was just it was an interest it was an interesting thing at the- <laughs> sorry real cl- cl- quick ebay had to cart that is <laughs> you- it's in my cart. Uh, you can't you can't stream it, but you can you know you, you can. can stream it. Is it on streaming? The movie is yes. Uh, oh. I don't I don't know about the extras. I will tell you right now. I just <laughs> I don't know if you want no, me to tell the need... audience to stream it, but please you can. I think you need. I oh my goodness. I <laughs> let me tell you something though. That uh, uh, working on that. I think I was there. Me and this. A uh, friend of mine who told me about it, I think him and I and the guy that was in charge of us for all the behind-the-scenes stuff, I think we were there longer than anybody because we'd get there before set to either cut something the night we did before, and then you okay. would go to set, you would film all this other stuff, and then you would come back after they wrapped, and you would try to cut a few more things. It was <laughs> That it actually was sounds kind of fun, though. It was, oh, it was, it was, a, it was a blast. Like, uh... I think that was also the record of me being up one day for 33, 32 hours, like, total. Yeah. That's bordering on hallucination. Like, that is... uh... Oh, I did. So, uh, it was when we wrapped, because we shot, they shot a whole week in Okaboji, Iowa. Beautiful place, by the way. Okay. Uh, we were, we were coming back. I had to drive because somebody else said that they were just too tired. And I remember, well, I'm tired too. I was up all night, but I'll do it. So I drove <laughs> everybody back home. And my buddy, we got to Minneapolis. My buddy, I dropped him off. And he was, and I had another hour to go to where I was living. He was like, you know, why don't you just take a nap? I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I tried laying down on his couch for about 10 minutes. I just couldn't sleep. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to drive because I can't, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. So I just got some caffeine. I'm driving home on the freeway, and I do remember 
the freeway ahead of me starting to look like it was like moving and then i thought i started to see flowers off in the distance that weren't there i was like oh oh okay no. okay wow. <laughs> oh fuck alan Jeez. i was hallucinating <laughs> yeah oh my god that that is giving is making me so anxious jesus christ did you pull over and sleep I, in the I, car I, I wish i did i think i just i pulled over to get more like soda just to wake me up but I, right uh, my god dum 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 holy shit alan my god whoo so your first time on set hey, this happens quite a bit it is technically your first extra gig but you know what let's because you've done so much work you've been doing it for you know you know we we've both been in film or production in one way or another for a long time yes. at various levels yeah. Uh, let's talk about your first, I don't normally do this, but your first time on a quote unquote professional film set. Let's, let's not say, let's say Hollywood film set. Your first time on a Hollywood film set and go from there. Well, I got, okay. So mm -hmm. the first thing, my sister, when I moved out here, she was helping like associate produce this short that was starring Eric Roberts, right? Okay. Uh, there was a weekend that they needed a couple extra production assistants. So I went go help out me and my uh my roommate because he was trying to get into it too he, he actually moved out here with me mm. uh you know we were helping out for like the whole day um i think i think it was like a 10 hour day and then went beyond he was filming something not with permission filming something around the airport where they're just driving and he was filming the car ahead of them and i was driving in that crew and i remember <laughs> I remember like after that we did so much work he's like okay guys let's let's go to the bar i'm gonna i'm gonna buy everybody a little you know a little something so i'm like oh, great he's gonna buy some meal right that's great we get to the bar he was like okay uh i'm just gonna order a plate of fries and we can we can split it and he he gets the plate right and he starts like eating like the majority of them i'm just kind of sitting there like um i guess okay <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. That's, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, was not fun. Was... I will tell you, though, I do, <laughs> I won't say I miss, because I still do it sometimes, but, like, I really like guerrilla filmmaking. I do like shooting stuff where you're not supposed to. Um, oh, no, I, I think it's great. I just. It's the funnest. But, yeah, no, that part. I get it. He was probably on budget, but there's just sure. a, like, you know, uh -huh. everybody helping out. Uh -huh. Oh, uh, yeah, my buddy who was with me, he was with me, too. Um, it's just a little weird that we both helped me out that long and to not say, Hey, can I order you guys something? It was just a little like, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, that's a fun rookie mistake that I am sad to say. I have probably repeated many times when I was no longer a rookie, but listen, <laughs> I am not saying I feel for that guy. That's a dumb dick. Thing. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks, man. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, well, Alan, what's, what's, what about your first Hollywood extra work? How long uh, were you here before you did that? Uh, God, I think I was, I think I was only here about a month when I signed up okay. uh, for central casting, as most sure. people end up doing. I think mm -hmm. Crossing Jordan, I believe, was the first thing I ever did. Awesome. There was a chaotic uh, scene. Something was going on in the police station. Oh, there were riots happening, so everything was like chaotic in the police station. And I remember the one of the ADs coming up to me and just being like, okay, guys, uh, it's chaotic. I just want you to be scrambling all over the place. He looks at me. He's like, you know, you can go, like, more in front, like, just, you know, and, and keep crossing, like, mm -hmm. 
go on your phone or whatever. Cool. So it yells action or whatever. I remember I the actors are like talking to each other. I remember like I think I crossed in front of them like two times and then I, you know, crossed behind them. I just kept going and then mm-hmm. got there was like this AD who big guy, big guy. He comes up to me, he's like, What the hell was that? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, uh I was told to to cross in front. He's like, who told you that? Who told you that? I was like, the other AD? And then I see him storm up to the other AD, and I just remember him getting mad at him. And I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But then (laughs) the other AD comes back up to me, and he was just like, yeah, um, maybe don't do that this time. Just, I was just like... (laughs) I felt so bad. Also, that guy... you kind of gotta be when you're an AD because you're keeping things on schedule and you're keeping things tidy. But that guy was kind of a dick. I don't. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that is part of your job. Like literally, ADs will often have to tell the director, "Hey, dude, we got one more of these and we're done. Like you, you don't get to do any more. I know you're Captain Creative, but you gotta fucking fuck off when we're done. Like so, ADs have to do that. Yeah. Uh, keep everybody on schedule, and so I, I get it to a degree. Um, however, there are other approaches and that happens all the time though, where there will be somebody who's a wrangler, who's maybe even a PA sometimes Yeah, who will just tell you, no, do this, do this, do this. And they act like they're designing the shot and then you'll see, the, so don't do that this time. Basically they fucked up and, but you get blamed, you get blamed. Now I can't, you know, they can't be blamed for, I brought it up before for me walking into a camera. That's not on them, but there have been plenty of times when I've had just that happen where I had to, you, you're told to cross, you accidentally cross in front of the main action and it's really distracting or yeah, you I, crossed too many times. Cause that makes no sense. What was Alan doing? Going back and forth? Well, I was going to get something on the other side of the office and then coming back. I just, I do, <laughs> I did get a, I remember one of my cousins or whatever was like, uh, I remember messaging me later. He's like, hey, I saw you on Crossing Jordan. So all I could think was, I wonder if they did use a shot of me going in front. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it's not a show you can stream, right? Is that why you had trouble finding a... a I can't find it. There's no, you can't even down, like you can't even pay to download it. Like, it's yeah. just non-existent. The only reason I have mine is for reasons I will not disclose, but that's from years ago when that sort of thing was easier to do. Um, and that's the only reason I wanted it. You know. Yeah. Mine was the vampire episode from a couple years before that. Um, the vampire episode? There's a vampire episode where they go to a vampire bar. Um, Jerry sure. O'Connell and, and the other guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was a goth because the day before, everybody on the same set had done Alias. So and wow. it, was a, it was a goth episode of Alias with almost the exact same title. And then there's a call. Everybody's on Central like, uh, guys, they, they want goths for Crossing Jordan. Or it might have been the reverse. Either way, it was one sh- one show, show directly after the other. And so we all ended up working, including a guy who said that he had to uh, drive to work like this because of his incredible mohawk. He had to drive with his head out the window. Um, that sounds awful. Mm-hmm. And Donna from Geeky Tees was on one of those with me, and we didn't know until recently, which is funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, so Crossing <laughs> well, Jordan is your first big one. Yeah, uh, uh, God, I don't know. There are a bunch that were just a blur, and some that I don't. I probably was on that I don't even remember. Sure, of course. Well, I mean, three to four months of yeah. every day is a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot, and I, I never did that. I usually did two or three a week, maybe at my max, you know, and just mix it up between day jobs and stuff. Um, of course. Were you in your head though? Were you like? Maybe I can at first we like maybe I can just keep doing this until I get more auditions and shit. Yeah, I mean I was really just looking for something to make a little bit of money 
in the meantime. However, granted, this was 2006 when sure. I moved out here. This would have been, I think it was $54 a day if you're non-union, which I, yeah. I was. Yep. Uh, there was, it's not worth it. There's just. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I I got a $50 a day, put 54 a day. Plus an extra fifty on I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry because uh, they put me in an outfit that was called scantily clad Scotsman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where I, I tried to find myself in that because it's on Netflix. Uh, no, also I'm 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 sorry because I know there's a lot of great people that worked on it, but that's not a good movie and didn't even hold up then. But it's <laughs> sure. When they, you say scantily clad Scotsman, are you supposed? Did you I have a kilt? And I had like a, to have nothing on? a short kilt, like okay. long black socks. I had like a black vest, no shirt under it. Okay. And like a, a Scotsman hat. But the weird thing was, is when they came in, they're like, okay, you, you, you. They put a group of scantily clad Scotsmen together, right? And I think <laughs> I was the only scantily clad Scotsman that they didn't put in the group. So I was like, uh, do you want, should I be? They're like, no, 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 you, you just stay there. So... <laughs> So I'm here. That's the fucking worst, man. Like you, you were literally hired to do this dumb thing. They're paying you extra money to do this dumb yes. ass thing. And this then, is nice. Uh, we don't need. No, I'm so sorry. So sorry. And like, and then the worst too. Have you ever? Uh, when did you discover uh, that golden time was a thing, but not for you because you weren't union? Because um, I had I had that happen to me. I think. Well, I mean, there were definitely some. OT stuff that I, I didn't get a part of because sure. yeah uh, I think the only thing was on the set of house and again a lot of great people uh, mm -hmm. on that which Hugh Laurie uh, even I remember walking by to set he was going to his trailer he saw me he was like hey how you doing and I just remember like thinking oh he's so nice but like, good and I just kind of kept walking but there was that oh my god did he oh just god, I hate you you got to talk to Hugh Laurie fuck yourself Alan <laughs> God damn it, he didn't say anything to me. I didn't say anything. Yeah, but he said nothing to me, and I was on his show twice or three times. Still. Motherfucker. Maybe he thought I was going to do something if he didn't, you know. But that one, I remember being in lunch line. Like, lunch was, there was like a grace for lunch that was going over a little bit. And just remember hearing, all right, we need to get the SAG extras to lunch first. And then, and I just remember like, I, there were only like three, but they had to make sure that they they could go first. It was just like, really? really? <laughs> this so one funny. lady in particular, I remember being kind of a diva about it. Like, yeah, no, no, I get, to, I, I, I get to go first. Of course, there's always one. There's always one. There's one, <laughs> one SAG extra who's like, hey, I'm an extra, but I am a SAG. Here's my card. There's always the one who also like, if if something goes slightly amiss, will yeah. call the SAG rep while on set so they're making us do this they should be paying us this extra amount right and then i'm watching this be like you know i'm not going to get any of that shit you're arguing for but enjoy 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 now I, this makes me sound anti-union i am not i'm anti-dickhead i don't like people being dickheads about it no um, no it's a good union it's a good yeah. handsome union from what i understand again uh uh it's an interesting the extras crowd, as you will know, uh, mm -hmm. a background crowd, when you're sitting there, it's not a big percentage, but I would say a good 10 to 20 percent of the extras on set, and there's a lot, mm -hmm. uh, usually are just 
I'm sorry, batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a small portion, but because of the batshit craziness, you're kind of like, I, oh my God, this is, I don't, I don't want to be around this. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you when I did it again recently, I was like, oh, right, right. That's why. That's why. Like, I love being on a set, physically on a set. Yes. Uh, I like uh, the quote unquote challenge of quote unquote acting because uh, there, there's a little every once in a while you got to react and, uh, oh, yeah. and, you know, and that's fine. That's that's a little bit of something to do for the day. But there are always people who are like, and this is OK, it's OK to network on set. But there are people who are like the weird hyped up like, you know, like they've got their brand ready to go or, you know, oh, or, yeah, the, you know, the, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or the people who will approach an actor and talk to that which rarely happens anymore i think but well maybe i could be wrong though i should ask i have a couple ad friends i should ask like maybe they do still try and network hard with like the celebrity yeah. on set i mean i've heard it be success it's very rare but i have sure. heard it be successful at least mm-hmm. quote unquote they're telling me it's successful i haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember one guy tell me, "Oh yeah, no, I was doing, I was in the background of uh, uh, an Everybody Hates Chris episode." I just remember like talking to everybody, and they're like, "All right, uh, we're gonna give you a line." I was like, "Okay, I think that was coincidental." Actually, <sighs> sounds a little bit like it. <laughs> that happened I, a lot. Or like, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I was in this. I got, got, I said a few things. You know, I was in. It was like, <laughs> dude, you don't, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to tell. I'm, I'm happy. I'm really sure. happy for you, but I, I don't, you don't need to tell me this. Like, I didn't yeah. ask. Like, <laughs> I've seen it happen once. It was on American Dreams. I saw a guy. It was a protest scene. Might have been the one where I fell asleep uh, on set in front of everybody. Uh, there was a guy who, in the front, he's really just a handsome young kid. And they're like, let's put him up front. And everybody has a, a line because everybody's like, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's actually yelling. They weren't faking it for this scene. Like, we're going to have you say a couple things. And I remember one of the ADs going up to him or something like, hey, man. This is your big break, and I'm like, dude, you're setting this kid up for a fall. This could be nothing. You probably just had, you probably just Taft Hartleyed him. You probably got him in the union if he can pay the money. Great, good for him. But that means nothing. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. But you can't tell somebody they just got their big break. Like it's not the same as it's American Dreams, like yeah, a show I, you can't buy I, right now. I can't even buy it to get see myself as an extra on it. I don't even know what that is. is yeah. that- <laughs> it was a Dick Clark produced period piece. It took place in the '60s and surrounded a couple young ladies, fictional young ladies who were oh. on uh, American Bandstand, and so there were always okay. people pretending to be these. And I was one of the Bandstand kids who was like screaming. Uh, yeah, cute. No, I, I actually vaguely remember that now. Yeah, not a good show. Uh, well, I didn't watch it though, but uh, I do. <laughs> so interestingly, uh, I do remember. I can't even remember what the set was. I can barely remember where the guy was, but there was an actor on this one set, and I remember seeing an AD and somebody else. They were whispering and they were looking at me, right? And I was like, "What? What is going on?" And then one of the extras, like, overheard what they were talking about, and they're like, "Dude, they think you look like him. I think they think that you, like, it sounds like they they want you to be his his stand in. Like, you you've made it, man. Like, this is your big. And it was just like." Oh, oh, really? Really? Uh, they, yeah. they never approached me or anything, and I was like, "Are you? Are we sure that's what they were talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> right. Thanks for getting my fucking hopes up, though. Look, good God, because standing money, from what I, I understand, okay, what? Uh, especially if you're union, yeah, you're you're making at least a, a decent thing. Again, it's not yeah. some. I, I actually have a friend, very talented actor. She uh, she was standing in for one of the Insidious movies, and she actually got a pretty decent little. 
she had a decent little role in it as well, and I think it's just you mm-hmm. know you never know. <laughs> I, I have I do have a stand-in story to tell you off mic only because I'm going to interview that person separately. But please remind me to tell you the stand-in that we both know, and you have no idea what they did the stand-in work for. Oh, like. God. It's insane and great at the same time. How about, okay, let's do this. So you're doing it for three or four months. How about you see celebrities a ton, obviously. Uh, yes. Hey, real quick, did you meet Jer- uh, Jerry O'Connell? Did you actually meet Jerry O'Connell? No, but I, oh. I, he was on set the same day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, he might have, actually, I think he might have said hi. He seemed very nice, though. He's very, very nice. I forced yeah. a handshake on him because he was shaking everybody else's hand, and I walked oh. up at the end of their conversation, like, hey, hey, he's like, I know you weren't here the whole time. Like, that's, he's like, but fine, here, here's your free handshake from the standby me kid. He was nice. Oh, you know, uh, uh, I forgot. I was actually an extra in a scene on, on Till Death. This was way before I met Guskin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he wasn't in the scene, but, uh, Brad Garrett, I remember came up to us like after the scene was wrapped and he just said, seriously, all of you, like the, these guys are the hardest working people here. Like, thank No, seriously. Thank you for being uh-huh. really appreciated. Like, he, he was just like a sweetheart. And you're like, that's okay, really nice. I'd like to see more of that. I mean, yeah. a lot of that does happen a lot, but I was just like, you know, yeah. it's, it's just nice to, for him to like come out and he was literally trying to make conversation with just about all of us. And it was, mm-hmm. Very, it'd, be, it'd be really funny if you guys had walked away and then a, a, a studio tour came through and he's like, thank you guys so much for being here. You guys are the <laughs> hardest working people. You guys are <laughs> the hardest working tram in show business. Just says that to everybody. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> oh, man. I should get I should get Brad Garrett on the show like he's ever done extra. Uh, he he, probably he would stand However, 10 feet above everybody. <laughs> you couldn't not notice him. How's he going to well, be an extra? Uh, 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 Guskin told the story of him auditioning for that, uh, uh, I think, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rodney Dangerfield stand up thing. And mm-hmm. that was one of the funniest things I ever heard. I'll let either Guskin tell it or if you get Brad Garrett on. Sure. Yeah. Guskin was on. I should have had him tell that story. Why didn't I have him do that? Bring uh, him guys, back. Bring go him. listen to the Jerry, Jerry Guskin <laughs> episode. It's a good episode. What about, okay. So what I was going to ask before I literally interrupted myself like an idiot, um, no. like what's your first celebrity interaction? If, if I, oh God, I don't remember what the show was called. It might've been, it might've been the, was it the nine something? Whatever. Timothy Daly was in it, right? Okay. We were on location at, at kind of like this really nice backyard of the, whoever this person's house was. But I remember him coming outside and there was a light, there was a switch next to it. And he kept flipping it on and off and mm-hmm. kept looking around as to what it was doing. Meanwhile, I see the light coming on, like just behind him, like turning on and off, on and off. Mm-hmm. And I just finally just go, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's right behind you he just like looks at me and he was like says nothing just gives me a nod like i couldn't tell if he was embarrassed or if he was like you son of a bitch like (laughs) why was he doing that in the first place he saw a sweat well look we all do this right you see a switch what what is it is this what is this running what is this but it was just i didn't think the light itself was that hard to spot but i guess it was behind him and it was in the day so yeah he probably couldn't see it uh, and I was a big fan because I I, yeah. I loved Wings and I loved him uh, doing the voice of, of Superman on Superman the Animated Series and yeah, 
Yeah, we're all a fan of Tim Daly as Superman. I had no idea that was a thing. I'm sorry. I'm, it, it, I, it was good. It was good. He was on a version of The Fugitive. He was on a TV show of The Fugitive. Yes. The, pre, the pre-Quibby version. Um, <laughs> Quibby. Everybody's favorite nothing. Uh, so... Listen, uh, that's amazing. I would love to meet Tim Daly. So you, between the two of us, we've met the stars of Wings. So, you know. <laughs> What's your Stephen Weber story, Jason? <laughs> oh, it was literally nothing. I sold him some, like, uh, some some baby play thing at a at, at F.A.O. Schwartz. He was just oh, very nice. nice. Oh, oh, very cool. And then, like, unexpectedly, like, cut. I'm like, what the fuck? Stephen Weber's in good shape. <laughs> he was in better. I was 23, and he was in better shape than I was. There's no doubt about it. Um... <laughs> Uh, he, he keeps fit. <laughs> he does. He does. You see him on Community a couple years ago. He doesn't look his age. He's oh. also in a very good version of The Shining. Some people don't like it. I like him. I, like I actually like that. I mean, the effects were terrible because of the TV movie. But other than yeah. that, I actually thought it was. Actually, no. The effects were good for a TV movie. Sure, in 1997 or so. Yeah, they were I, not perfect, but yeah. I haven't seen it since it aired, but I remember do I did love that version actually. So okay, good. See, I'm, I'm with, not the only one. No, no. Um, we, I, we, so we have other extra stories, which we can get to. Yeah. Let's get to those before I ask the next, cause the next question I have like kind of bumps your status up, Alan. Let's, let's, let's keep you at extra. <laughs> let's keep me low. Let's yes. keep me low. Uh, so uh, let's, we've talked about crossing Jordan. What's they, behind me right now is monk. Do you want to talk monk? I can talk about, like, I don't, I, I, the only thing I remember was this was another one, uh, when we were putting, when they were putting everybody in place, I was walking to my spot, and I remember mm-hmm. Andy Richter saw me, and he was just like, again, I was a big, huge Andy Richter fan, still am, but uh, he was like, "Hey, how are you doing?" As I walked by, and I was like, "Hey," I was just like, <laughs> "Of course, what, are you supposed like, what is to wrong say? with me?" And he was like the most approachable guy. Yes, he and is. I was like, "Hey, hi." And I went to my spot because I think you always hear those stories like whatever you do, don't bother the actors. But most of them are really cool. You most can't. of them are fucking fine. Oh, by the way, speaking of wings, we've also met Tony Shalhoub in that we've been in the same room with Tony Shalhoub. Oh, so, yes, I forgot. What are we talking about? Yeah, I, I, I forgot. Uh, yeah, we there was a, a birthday cake for him on the episode because it was like his birthday, right? Uh huh. And I remember like. Like the crew and everybody got it, so I'm like, uh, I, I kind of want to. I know it's not my, you know, my, not for my party, but it's at the craft table. I <laughs> gave myself a piece, and as I was going, that's when he showed up on set, and I just remember this is just a beautiful thing because he just like looks at it, he goes, "Ooh, cake." It's kind of funny to hear him get like excited about that. I was like, <laughs> but still to say, "Ooh, cake." <laughs> See, because I just watched Galaxy Quest again for the first time, and that's how I'm picturing it. It's like him playing the high guy from Galaxy. Ooh, cake. I love yeah. that idea so much. Yeah. That's adorable. That's good. I, I couldn't peg exactly who Tony Shalhoub was when I was on set, because it's not like I was hanging out with him. My episode, turns out, was with Jimmy Pardo, who's done the show before, um, and who yes. I've since made friends with. Uh, but also uh, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Quicksilver from the X-Men is in that. It's like his first thing. The kid who plays Quicksilver. Uh, oh, the actor that, mm-hmm. which, which not the Avengers Quicksilver. The no, the, no, no, the X Men Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who I I, I will say. Uh, those, oh, oh, he looked like he was eighteen, nineteen, wow. maybe. He was very young. He was playing younger than that. He was playing young, young high school. But yeah, okay, good. So we but we've met the the Wings cast. That's really what this is about. Is we're setting up our next podcast, which is about Wings. That's not happening. That's not happening. We keep threatening that on our other podcast. 
that we will talk about wings. Um, and then never Im- invite your brother, the biggest wings fan, on it. Oh, Just, that would be pretty funny. It would be really funny. <laughs> um, but my brother will be on, and then he never comes on. <laughs> So we did. I did try, and as I mentioned, tried to find you. I, assuming you were in the background of the hockey shot, but I found. Well, here. Let's see oh, if I can. Can I can I make this it. my background? I mean, I, I will definitely post it on the uh, uh, the episode as well. Uh, but let's just change my background to my favorite thing that I again could see. Now it's a very quick shot, so maybe you wouldn't necessarily notice otherwise. But can you can you see, look at this? Look at this guy. He looks like a Playmobil or it's a little so uh, bad. They're, they're all all of these, right? They're all CPR dummies right over here. Yes. This guy, this guy. Ooh, 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 there we go. That guy right there. Looks, yeah, and then this guy is actually acting. So were you up here on the top level of... I feel like I was by a dummy or two. Uh, <laughs> so good. That's so good. I've never and it, and there that. does, because uh, I think, was it, I think it was Adam Grimes I was talking about on the show. Mm-hmm. There, there does kind of come a point where you're just like, wow, these things are doing the exact same job I'm doing, and probably a lot cheaper, and yep. I don't think I'm necessary. Like, you could put I... them on a spring, and they'd be doing just as much as you are. <laughs> I'm enjoying the game. I have to say, Monk was a very good show, but they did yeah. not do a very good job of being careful not to put those dummies in the shot. You could clearly see in the wide shot. Now, granted, it's only a second or two, but you're like, oh, nice job, guys. Nice job. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we hope we're supposed to be paying attention to Andy Richter and Tony Shalhoub, but come on. I mean, if you've got an eye for this kind of thing, you're like, calm the hell. Uh, so many. I'm just, I can't stop looking at how many. And one of them looks like he's in a, a Star Trek uniform. This guy looks like he's wearing a Star Trek uniform, <laughs> which is fantastic. Well, oh, it, that's good. it reminds me of like uh, on cartoons, if you see a crowd shot and uh, often this is just like circle, circle, circle. Yeah, circle, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, that also kind of drove me nuts as a kid too. I grant that you're not going to detail. That would take you forever. But forever, I, sure. I was like, "Come on, well, come on, guys, come on." <laughs> Put a little effort into it, Chuck Jones. God damn it. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk. So you mentioned a video game. Is that yeah, what you're? So tell yeah. me how this works. I don't. I'm confused. It was like uh, I think much less so now because the CGI is fantastic. But this sure. was. They they did a lot of live action cutscenes in video games. Oh yeah, of course, right? Okay. There was one uh, Left Behind Eternal Forces, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with Left Behind. I remember my brother, the Kirk Cameron movie. I remember my brother telling me, well, "I watched like the first ten minutes. It was actually really intriguing. Like I, I wanted to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Caused me to rent the movie." And I remember calling him after, I'm like, why the hell did you have me watch that? He was like, oh, I, I didn't know if it was good. I, 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 I never finished it. I'm like, well, then why the hell did you tell me that? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have associated this with the Kirk Cameron Christian movies. Holy shit, that's exactly what this is. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, God. they did. I didn't see it, but I know they did one with Nicolas Cage later. But uh, What? Oh, my. Well. I almost. Oh, sorry, what was that? Uh, tax problems. That's why that happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, oh man, if Nicholas Cage was in the video game, that would have been awesome. I but, mean, sure. Uh, supposedly, uh, uh, I was reading about this because I never saw this or whatever, but I guess there was a lot of controversy behind this. The I guess it was kind of a violent game for a, a Christian game. Okay. But I, I, I tried to see if I could find the cutscenes online. All you can find is there's a guy who plays through the game, right? Mm-hmm. 
he's watching the cutscenes, this dad playing catch with his son, and then his son like disappears. Uh, you know, gets pulled up by the rapture, and then they cut uh -huh. in the cafe. Something else happens. Someone disappears. I was supposed to be an FBI agent in one of those cutscenes, but then as you're about to get there, you just hear the guy playing the game like, can we skip? Yeah, we can skip this. And then he cuts, and then he starts playing the game like, okay, I guess there's no way to see this. <laughs> wait, so it's not in the game itself? No, it's in the game. But oh, it's in the game, but the oh, guy, wait. The only clip I could find of it, the oh, guy I skipped see. it I see. online. I can't find the cutscenes. But, but fucking sucks. The, oh my god, this was a weird set, not because, again, crew was great, as far as sure. I knew, but sure. the, this one extra was this guy, he was between 6'6 six, six and 6'8, six, mm -hmm. big built, right? Mm -hmm. He, I remember, because of where they placed us, I was like standing outside the car, and I remember him saying something along the lines of, yeah. Laughing about this, yeah, no, uh, I, I gotta tell you, no, if a, if a woman says something I got a line, I, I will hit her, I will definitely hit her. And he looks at he looks at me, he's like, yeah, isn't that right? I just go, um, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. And he was like, oh, look at this, he thinks he's a joker, he thinks he's a joker, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, I get paired with him, oh. walk as an FBI agent in a group of four. We we do the walk through, and then after like it cuts, he looks at me. He's like, "That was a terrible walk. What was that?" Was just, God, you're terrible at walking. I just walk. I was like, "Whoa, this man is insane." I don't want to piss him off because I think he will kick my ass. But uh -huh. that scared the crap out of me. Just the sheer fact that he just openly admitted and was proud of being a domestic abuser. Uh huh. Followed up Whoa. with because I didn't agree with him, he decided to. Uh, complain about my walking which it's walking if there was Come a big on. problem i think somebody behind the crew would have said something <laughs> i'm i'm slightly concerned that if you looked under this man's coat he'd have a gun but there weren't any props that day like that's my concern like he sounds like one of those guys gee and i wonder why women have so much trouble making it in this industry well again, holy shit dude and just the sheer fact the, the his size and how yeah he was i'm like this come on man Boy, oh boy. Oh, real quick. Left behind Eternal Forces PC game Windows XP. Add to cart. Okay, cool. Add to <laughs> You're going to try to find this? I found it. It's $4 oh, on eBay. Wonderful. 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 Uh, cut seeds with Alan Rickard in the. Oh my God! Yeah, see if you can see me. It's great. I want to very badly. Oh my God! This is amazing. I'm because I've I've known. So that's what around the same time, 2006, 2007. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I think it would have been. I think it was actually released in two thousand six. I think they. Oh, okay. They filmed because of when I did the extra work. They would have filmed those cutscenes in like the fall two thousand six, and they must have mm -hmm. put them right in the game because I think the game okay. was released in two thousand six. So. Because the reason I ask is like this is still around the same time, and we'll, and hopefully uh, this will be covered on the show at some point. But uh, our uh, co-actor and friend Laura Napoli was doing like mocap at the same time you were probably doing this, which means that must have been early mocap for video games that she was doing while you're doing live action cutscenes. That's interesting. You're both doing two ends of, except she wasn't doing it for Kirk Cameron video games. Right. And I love so much that that's much hilarious. different. Wait, was she, it is, yeah. Was she, a, was she a, a lead like in the, the motion it, capture? She is a zombie in Devil May Cry, I think. Nice. Yeah. Okay. 
Very um, cool. One that like literally like tears a dude's throat out with her teeth, if I remember correctly. Oh, um, that would be fun. Yeah, and just some other. I'm like had to act all that stuff out. Um, I don't want to burn all of her shit, but yeah, she's done a lot. A lot. That's what she was doing for a long time. Was was a lot of mocap for video games. Um, okay, so we've talked about Left Behind. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Said, like, it was just it's so good. It's so it was, good. And uh, uh, also, like, it's so weird because again, I'm only basing this on what I saw the guy play online. For sure. Time, but it looked the one thing I never understood for cutscenes. Sometimes they'll do a cutscene of actual CGI in the game, and then yep. a live action cut. It doesn't really make sense. No to match. You either do one or the other. I don't yeah, know. that's fucking weird, dude. That is. Uh... My God, that's fascinating. <laughs> I, I hope this four dollar copy of this works because I'll I'll be very upset if it doesn't. Um, you have Windows, you should be fine. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, in Windows XP, uh, better better work. Uh, what about you? Sent me you did send me a screen cap from CSI Miami, which I can't remember if I ever did that show, but I feel like they shot it at Huntington Beach or something or Long Beach. That one was in Long Beach. Yeah, which it's a little ridiculous when you think about it because you're only making fifty four dollars a day. Meanwhile, you have to take your car and drive down to Long Beach, which, which is an hour hour and a half to get there. Yep, yep. It's just then, not worth it. I, no, no. I the only thing thing I remember the two things I remember out of that was because I was uh, quote unquote reporter photographer in the background, mm -hmm. and I remember. Them saying, yeah, uh, when he walks away, just everybody just start yelling, like, oh, sir, one more question, all this. And meanwhile, I think I did all that, like, oh, wait, like, trying to get in. And I realized, like, wait, you guys aren't paying me to say a line. Why am I saying a line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing for everybody to be chanting or booing or yaying. It's another to, like, legit, like, say a thing. Yeah. That's, uh, just, but, but uh, funny. Yeah. There was. But there was another background uh, lady on set. Mm -hmm. uh, she was, God, I think she was a few years older than me, but she uh, she was attractive. And I remember mm -hmm. she was talking to an AD or whatever, and she came up to me later. She's like, yeah, he wanted me to uh, go to, like, a, a party, like, after. Like, I, I, I don't know. I was like, um... Do you, do you do you like the guy? Well, I just feel like if I don't do it, like it's gonna really like screw me over. Like, oh, man. I just remember like thinking like my my head. I was like, I think I actually told her like, you're 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 fine. Don't worry. If you don't want to go, just don't go. Nothing's mm -hmm. gonna happen. We're background. I didn't say we're mm -hmm. background, but that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And that was like a very long conversation because I kept having to try to convince her, and it didn't work. And then meanwhile, mm -hmm. she knew I had a car and was driving back and she was like yeah i took a cab here which was way more i'm sure than the 54 dollars that you got whoa. paid right she's like can you you're in the same neighborhood as me can you give me a ride back i'm like sure and then there was another extra that lived really close to me i gave them a ride back too oh my god but Alan! it was fine it was fine they were close <laughs> enough was very like, kind oh. of you mm -hmm. uh well also because of this lady it stopped me from ever doing it again because i remember <laughs> driving back and there was trying to get off a of highland or trying to go on a highland and uh that have the hollywood bull traffic and she just turns to me and she just started like can you not go this way can you please go another way like this is just like this. i'm just like i'm i'm stuck in traffic she, can you just can you just turn off of here i'm like i will if i get a shot and right. i think i remember at one point just telling her do you want to just get out and walk from here because like it's not right. and she's like just 
just finally, like, she I remember like getting on my case and then it got to the point where I was like, I don't really even want to take the effort to drive all the way to your place. So I think I drove on the way to my place. She lived like two blocks away. I was like, you, can you just get out here? She's like, can you just, can you just give me a ride to the place? I'm like, <laughs> no. All right. And I did. But I was just like, from that moment, I'm like, I'm not like, no. I'm sorry. Like, to, to like start snapping at me and get on my case about changing the route I was taking when I was trying to get out of traffic in the first place, it just ticked me off. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah. I think I gave a ride to one extra once. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the once. It's one of the few times I actually had a car and was an extra at the same time. Because yeah. for the first two years out here, two or three years, I didn't have a car. Mm. Um, and I gave somebody a ride, mostly because she was fascinating as fuck. It was... I think the series, the what ended up being the series finale of Pushing Up Daisies, and we're there just cheering some shit that's happening, um, yeah. including character actor Joey Slotnick, who I happen to be a very big fan of. Um, he happens to be there, and uh, <laughs> she, she and I are talking all day. Uh, was holding holding might have been like the shop from Casablanca where Rick and and uh, Ilsa are talking while they're in France. I think. I was definitely in there for holding once. It was just, and nobody realized it. And she and I are talking and she's like, uh, yeah, I used to write for Wheel of Fortune. And so I had to grill her all day about A, she used to write for Wheel of Fortune and B, it, and had a falling out with the Wheel of Fortune people. And B, she was on an episode of the Brady Bunch as a very little kid. And I'm like, as soon as I got home, I'm like, holy shit, I have to. And that was kind of like a weird beginning of like, I, I found her. She had a line as a little kid on Brady Bunch. Wow. So those were her two things. And now she was doing extra work. She used to write. And I'm like, I guess write for Wheel of Fortune is a weird thing, but she had to write for Wheel of Fortune. One the, of the weirdest things you, in the world. Did you just come up with the questions or did you come up with a game show segues? Like, I don't know. I, I could, I don't know. And I should have asked her for more details. I really should have, but she was a very shy lady and I was just like, please tell me more. But I didn't yeah. get a whole lot of information out of her. The, again, she's one of those people that you meet on set because everybody in LA who doesn't have work or is looking for something fun to do, they all coalesce onto the sets because I don't know. Do you, what is your, how do you feel when you get on a set? Do you still get excited when you're on a set? Uh, if it depends upon what I'm doing on it, sure. uh, if ever I'm acting, I'm, I'm always, I'm always excited or directing, producing. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I mean, there's less to do. Like you're doing a lot, but there's less like, it doesn't feel as, it's creative not as creative. Anything. You're just kind of getting stuff set up. Uh, mm -hmm. no, I do. I do get excited. I even, even directing now, like I get way more excited than I used. I used to get like way nervous about it, but I'm. Hmm pretty confident as far as what I know what I want now which mm -hmm. is nice, but. yeah no that's good like my 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 thing is I always hope that I'm not I, that I don't lose getting chills when I'm on set which is easier <clears throat> when you're an extra I noticed when I was in a short film uh with yourself um playing Metatron the voice of God yes. uh like my one of my heroes Alan Rickman we've both played the same part very important to me um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, if people look up Metatron on uh -huh. IMDb, both yep. your name and Alan Rickman would probably come up, right? Yeah, I think so. One hopes. 
Um, that was one of the times when I was excited but was so fucking <laughs> nervous because I didn't want to let my friends down. I don't care if I let down Gary Sinise over here oh. on CSI New York, but if it's my friends, I'm like, oh, God, don't make yourself no, look like a dick. No, 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 no. But we're all, we're all supportive. Like, we're all, we all want sure. to win. every one of us to win. So yeah. Sure, of course. Don't be nervous. Never I, I don't, nervous. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't really care if you win, Alan. I, I've you tried to make it clear. I don't really give a, a shit about you, you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about this speaking of uh alan's accomplishments we weren't but let's speak you had you had lines in that short film uh were you ever bumped up to a line is that or how'd you get in as, as an uh no yeah, as an extra did you get bumped up no i okay. i never even got a sag voucher which is really okay three of those you can just say i remember mm-hmm. Everyone saying you could just ask for a SAG voucher at the end, see if you can get it. Yeah. And every time they were the second AD, be like, "Oh no, we don't have any." Or no, sorry. Mm-hmm. It became increasingly uh, harder. Yeah. Um, the how I got a SAG was uh, our mutual friend Mitch mm-hmm. uh, was was he associate? He was he was helping out the line producers on this movie called Cruise, which was a pretty good movie. But I remember. They didn't have budget for a stand-in, so they okay. asked me. He, I, I basically got paid for one day to stand in. Meanwhile, I was there for the two months that they filmed, mm-hmm. so that they would taft Hartley me. Okay. As a, I don't remember as a performer or whatever, but uh, the the whole reason I, I just did that basically for, you know, one day pay was so that I could get taft Hartley. <laughs> Actually, you know what. <laughs> I don't know if we've explained this on the show, and apologies to my audience if we have. Oh. Why don't you t- explain to them what Taft-Hartleying is? Because I said it earlier without explaining it. So, I mean, it essentially just gives you paperwork that they, they need to use you. So, uh, and they need, to, they need to use you specifically. And in order to use you for this part, they would need to put you in the union. So you still got to pay your dues and stuff, but yeah. mm-hmm. you get in. Yeah. That's that's I, I got Taft that right. Hartley done. Yeah, I th- I think so. Close I got <laughs> I was I was technically Taft Hartley on imaginary friends, but I haven't really done anything with that information. Which oh well, it's expensive yeah. to join, but yes, it is. <laughs> it's a little in the price, and it's like every time I'm like I'm thinking like well, I could join the union. I'm like, how am I going to get an extra gig that pays me three thousand dollars after taxes? How am I going to get anything? I'm not auditioning, so I don't. Whatever. So okay. So then what about so that's how you got into SAG. And you weren't bumped up, bumped up to line in, in extra status. So, what's your first line in a in a major motion picture or television program? Uh, See, he's got to think about it. That's how privileged this guy is. Oh, I'm not so trying. Much work. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, we're uh, in the script. It was only two. I, I I don't know if it was a major. Well, I guess it's not considered a major one, but it did well. There was a feature film called Excess Flesh. Uh huh. That. I remember my scene study class. I was working on the Kiefer Sutherland part in Freeway, and I went in. Excess flesh to like play this goofball surf dude part, and before I could read, the director just looks at me and says, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Uh, did they call you for the part of Trevor?" I'm like, uh, "No, uh, no, they didn't." He's like, "Okay." So I do the, the the surfer dude part, and then he was like, "Would you read for Trevor?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I, I look at it and. Just immediately, like the first line, he says something like really fucked up <laughs> to his uh, current wife at the time. And then, like, the next line, then there was like a few other lines. And then finally, it just says he takes his wife and he rapes her. Oh. I was like, 
he was like, do you, do you want to just read it now or need a minute? I looked at him like, I, I, I'm going to need a minute, so I just go out. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I came in, I tapped into something, because I just remember the director's face. I, I could just see his face was like, yeah, yeah. He was just like, and they're like, thank you. And I remember like walking out like, I'm pretty sure I got that. Sure enough, uh-huh. I did. Holy shit. That is... Yeah. Uh... It was a very safe set, though. They choreographed everything, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was... Yeah, it was... <laughs> I don't know if I'd be comfortable watching that. I like my friend Alan too much. It's 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 pretty fucked up. Well, what was weird on that set though was the day of because the whole scene is I'm yelling at my wife in like this dream sequence and I'm beating the crap out of her. Right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I go out. I was trying to like play it like I was like thinking like more in terms of, like American Psycho. Like he's low key until he like gets like pissed sure. off. I'm sure. Uh, and, like, the first take, he stops me. He's like, okay, uh, tell you what, when you go do it, though, like, just just kind of, like, stumble a little bit and slur your speech a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, you, you want to be drunk, too. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was like, mm, also, if you could, like, sniff your nose, like, a bit, like, I'm like, cocaine. You want to on cocaine, too? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then they ran out of time, so they waited to the scene of the next day. And I remember, because of, of the cocaine thing, Mm-hmm. Alan, your your scene's coming up here pretty soon, so get ready. Cool. I downed a Red Bull and a five hour energy because I'm like fucking coked out. Like, okay, I'm like full of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cool, I'm ready to go. And they're like, uh, actually, Alan, we're gonna need to move your scene back a few hours. And I was just sitting there like, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, Alan, if you could scratch your arms a little. Oh, oh, heroin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just scratch your arms <laughs> like there are bugs under the skin. Just real the guy, quick. The guy was. I mean, uh, he had a. He was his style is weird. It was like very uh, '70s Suspiria kind of like a thing. that's uh-huh. like a big influence of. Him. He was uh, he he was a really really good director. His, his his like if you if you look at his like vision of what his stuff is, it's it's very weird. It's good. Uh-huh. Like he's yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I think it's good. You sit through it. I it's 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 hard to watch upon second viewing, but I think that's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. No, I mean that's uh, wow. Again, I don't think I could watch it, and that's not an insult. That is because it's you know is you're you're probably very believable, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable, Alan. It was weird though. Every time like we got like, we cut though, I had to like check in with the actors. I was like, "Are you everything okay? You good?" Sure, like, yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, cool. I, just I had to do I had to do nothing like that, but a short film in college where I was expected to basically assault someone in it, and I'm I don't know what to do here. And the director was like, "Just go." I'm like, "No, what am I supposed?" Yeah. So I'm glad that you had a good director uh, walking you through that, Alan. Um, well, the, the 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 choreographer guy uh, like. Who was choreographing the fight stuff? Just he yeah, step went very slow. We went piece by piece. Just made sure, yeah, everything was just safe the whole time. So that's good. That's nice. That's a real set. That's what we call a real set. Yes. Um, do we do we want to talk about uh, Dolomite or Veep or both? No, we can't. Yeah, because I think that those those two were the big ones that I've gotten. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I mean, we've talked on your other podcast about Dolomite is my name. Mm-hmm. But uh, that I was a big fan of the original Dolomite movie, and I remember going in for the audition, and there were so many people, and just thinking like afterwards, like felt good. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're looking for? And then getting the call the week later, 
uh, I also snap. I also auditioned for a Snapchat series that same. I think that same day. I remember mm-hmm. getting a call later. Like my manager, like I got good news. And thinking like, okay, it's a Snapchat series. It'll be good. It'll be, mm-hmm. It'll be good. And then when I heard it was the Netflix movie, I was like, that might have been the best day of my life. Just uh huh. <laughs> Fair. I mean, and man, it was shortly before that came out that I was briefly working at Netflix and it was kind of awesome seeing that poster like up nice. on the digital screen, you know. That was exciting. Um Alan plays Alan Fox in Dolomite is my name. John. <clears throat> John Alan Fox. I'm sorry. Alan Je- was it Alan, Alan Je- mm, Fox Fox. I think it's John Allen. Wow. He played Foxy Brown. Sorry guys, I haven't been in that part in a while, so it's It's of course. I mean, listen, you lived in it you know for a couple of weeks there. there you were you know the whole time you would come home talk to your wife you'd be smoking 70s cigarettes and wearing turtlenecks all day <laughs> that i gotta tell you, like that was also very exciting <laughs> to me because out of any period of time if i could be in a movie 70s just i just love i just love everything just because when you see in particular the set i think i guess the 80s mm-hmm. is way too but Particular when you see a '70s outfit, you know it's from the '70s. Yes, it's true. (laughs) It's very true. And it's always uncomfortable polyester that doesn't breathe. But man, do you feel 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 cool? And I, of course, you do. We had uh, one scene that was cut Mm. out of that movie that I I I, I wish wasn't because it it sounded like the execs and everybody loved it. But I I guess pacing wise, it it made sense why it was cut. But we Mm -hmm. were watching they actually projected an original uh dolomite print behind the camera and we're like looking up at it watching this old projector shoot the original do show the original dolomite and i remember like they had me smoking on this whole thing so i kept trying to i kept like taking the biggest puff in right before my line so as soon mm-hmm. as i said the line it just went Poof. yeah 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 of uh, course <laughs> I, want, I want to see these i, I want to see these cut I, I, I hope that at some point they release deleted scenes because I know a lot. There are a lot of scenes that actually got cut. So, I mean, if they release a Blu-ray and sometimes they release Blu-rays of their stuff, maybe yes. well, it'll find a home there. It's a good I've been, movie. I, I've it's been looking because I would love, I would love to see see that stuff. Uh, as it stands, I understand why they cut it, but man, it was, mm-hmm. it was another fun little scene to cut or shoot, I should say. To lead into the other one. Um, you and I co-host a podcast uh, with Jen, who lives on the ether, about the television show News Radio. It is called mm-hmm. Dispatches from Fort Awesome. It's a fun show, and it's a weird niche show that turns out there's a bigger fan base than you would expect, even if you've never heard of that show. Um, yes. One of the writers on that show, named Lou Morton, very delightful man, uh, has worked on, among other things, by the way, he worked on uh, Walk Hard, and uh, he's going to help me get some people from Walk Hard on one of my shows. Oh, but my God, that'd be so I know. Cool. I cannot wait. Uh, but he also wrote for Veep. But as it turns out, it was not nepotism that got you on the show. You actually auditioned, and he had no idea you were going to be there. Yeah. No, that was actually, it was kind of an interesting thing, because I remember I went in for it, and again, it's, it's, it's so funny, like, they had to audition for three separate reporters in the same scene, and you rather than just do all the lines at once, you do one reporter, and then they do another take as part of two or three. Uh, and yeah, I I remember I ad libbed something, and the casting directors seemed to, to like it at the end. They're like, okay, okay, uh, maybe just add one of those, though. It's probably going to be too much. So and I mm-hmm. did it, and I again, both of these move uh, Dolomite and this one though, I remember not hearing from either of them till like a week and a half later, which is a little odd. I, uh, oh really? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
but yeah, no, I remember the manager calling me and being like, yeah, they, I, uh, they, they want you for this. So it's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, when I was sitting there at lunch, cause we interviewed Lou, I think maybe six months before I probably, this, yeah. I just remember, I, I didn't even know he was on set and I was like, I'm not gonna go say hi because I, <laughs> if I see him, yes, but he's probably not going to remember me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, him coming up to the lunch table and just being like, oh, is that your name was on the call sheet. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah of course. It's amazing. <laughs> he's such a, I mean, he's such a nice guy. It was just nice to know, like, okay, mm-hmm. he, he remembers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Also, oh, we, I feel like we should also briefly mention how <laughs> Pat Oswalt thought Pat. you were somebody else. Yes. Uh, this was, no, this was the first day. Uh, the first, the, the, the first time I was on, Riding in a van, and then with Patton Oswald like ahead of me, van stops. He gets out. He helps. He was helping everybody out of the van because he's a nice guy, you know. Uh, and then he sees me, and he jokingly puts his hand out like, "Oh, please allow me." I'm like, and then I get out, and he's just like, "Hey, man, it's good to see you. Like, how did you? I didn't even know you were on set. Like, who are you playing?" I'm like, "You're a reporter three. And he was like, "Oh," and then you could see something like click, like maybe. Maybe maybe uh, maybe he wasn't who I thought he was, and then uh-huh. we were sitting in the waiting room, and he just like he just says, you know, you look like this friend of mine, and I just I just said to him like, yeah, uh, is is that that he thought I was in the van? He's like, yes, yes, it was, <laughs> and then it turns out it's your uh, your buddy James Urbaniak is who we thought I was because. When I have glasses on, especially, like, we mm-hmm. look pretty similar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what clued him in was that you didn't say, Hi, Patton, how are you? Yes, well, I'm playing a reporter on this episode. Uh, yeah. I could have, I mean, I should have moved into a Dr. Venture. Dr. Venture. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you have played his brother, which I will, I'll give myself credit for noticing that, 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 uh, that similarity before anybody else. Yes. I took a picture of you one night saying, Alan, you look a lot like James Urbaniak. Please let me take a picture of you and uh, held on to that. And he played your brother. Um, <laughs> thanks to me. Uh, I'm very good to you is what I'm saying, Alan. Yes. You're very lucky to know me. That's yeah, what this is all about. Absolutely. absolutely are. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have gotten into all of my <laughs> One of these days I'm taking credit for it. If you might as well. You yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I got I to gotta get up there somehow, somehow Alan, and I'm going to be a kingmaker. <laughs> Rachel Bloom is only famous because she did my podcast, not because of all the hard work she did. Um, Scott Ackerman was already famous, but still, still, I'm responsible. I'm a kingmaker. Alan Rachel, Rachel, not that you're listening to this, you should give Jason a, a line or a few lines in whatever your next thing is. That's a, Please. That's a, you know, really, honestly, at the end of the day, I've earned it. Um, <laughs> true at all. Uh, okay, so we have one segment on this podcast, Alan, and it is called Five and Over. Mm-hmm. So you will take either an extra gig or a five and under a gig, doesn't matter, and spin it off. Does not have to be the same genre, does not have to be the same medium. So you could go from a drama to a comic book that's a funny comic book. I don't care. Who do you pick out of extra work or lines? I will go actually with uh, the Alan John Fox part in Dolomite Is My Name. I want mm-hmm. the show to be called... Larry's Boys, so that's that was Bob Odenkirk's character was Lawrence Woolner, called him Larry. Uh, so this show is Larry's character tasks a new division in Dimension Films where Fox, Brooks, and McCarthy, that's me and the other two execs, uh, 
we are in charge of finding other venues to uh, make ex exploitation films of, you know, not just black exploitation, but no stereotypes, no nothing, sure. you know, sure. just trying to <laughs> tap into each one of those markets in the 70s. Mm -hmm. That's that's my pitch. <laughs> now, is this a movie or a series? This is a series. This it's a series. OK, OK, good. Probably a prestige series, probably an HBO. Is that what we're thinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, or you know, uh, FX. Seeing what they do with Mrs. America, you do something like okay. that for, for you know. Yeah. No, I like this. I like this, Alan. This is very good. Yeah. What is gonna be his arc over the uh, series? Do we know? Uh, I think the whole arc for him would be he at the at the beginning of the series. His whole thing is he wants to be a big shot, like 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 Lawrence Wolner of his mm -hmm. own thing. He wants to make the money. He wants to do whatever he can to exploit anybody. Mm -hmm. However, you make money, and then by the end of the series, he gains a heart where he realizes he just—it's not so much about the money; it's about the relationships and, and building people up, as opposed to just getting money for myself. That's, this is good. No, it's a perfect arc. Heart. No, this is a good arc, Alan. This is this is this is delightful. <laughs> um, so before before we end, and I have you promote yourself as though this isn't entirely a self-promotion show, because we're talking about everybody's work. I sort of realized that uh, late, too late in the game. Um, favorite craft service item? Ooh. Uh, actually, it was that, that Minnesota one, the Carousel Revenge, the craft service lady made just amazing omelets, which I was like, what? It, what since when are omelets part of a craft service? But oh my God, yeah. That was, whatever the omelets she made, it was like cheese, sausage, and whatever mm. else I put in there, yeah. There are some places like, there are some really good like Mexican breakfast places on some sets that I've been in. Like if they make you a breakfast, a fresh breakfast burrito, almost doesn't matter what's in it as long as there's eggs and a, yep. and a burrito. Yep. Uh, so, so good. Um, have you, Alan, ever fucked up a take? I mean, oh, we talked oh. about one earlier. I guess we did talk about, it's not your fault that a take got fucked up even you though. You mean extras wise or lines wise? Because... Well, I mean, I feel like lines, it's more its more common because, I mean, that's what yeah. extra takes are for. Maybe as an extra, Ex yeah. Yes, I, <laughs> I'm going to say the, the scene got cut, so you're not going to be able to see it anyway. Uh, Drillbit Taylor, which was kind of a pseudo, I guess, remake of Bully from the 80s, but it's had mm -hmm. Owen Wilson. I remember there was a scene there, uh, there was like this kid like playing this music and then us us background we were supposed to be like really into it you know mm -hmm. so first take i remember i was just like bobbing my head a little bit like yeah okay nobody else is moving around me right so they cut the ad comes in he's like guys be into it a little bit be you know you love this music okay cool next take i have a feeling he wasn't talking to me he probably should have said that because the mm -hmm. next one i just started to like headbang like <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut, he comes up and he like look, he just goes he like looks at me specifically he's like not that much <laughs> then he kind of like walked back and was like staring at me and then just like walked away <laughs> well I can't wait to see this scene on uh, the you know the cut scenes on the Criterion uh, edition of Drill But Taylor when that's released in the next couple years holy no. shit that's so good no. <laughs> the overhead banging ooh that's delightful have you, uh, besides having to assault a woman, have you done any stunts in a movie before or on anything? Uh, uh, really, that, that, that sketch. I, when I can't afford a stuntman in my own films, I mm -hmm. will take it upon myself to do whatever 
the action is. Uh, like we did that stunt challenge gone wrong sketch video. I mm-hmm. kind of fly back and land on the ground. I remember like thinking like, I'm not going to really get a stunt guy to do this, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it myself. So uh, the other one was college. I did a short film. Eight minutes long, where I tried to combine four different genres that ended up into one. Yeah, it started off as action. Then the next little set part of it was like drama. Then the next little part of it was like comedy. And then it didn't quite work, but the idea was there. <laughs> like anyway, uh, there was a scene. Somebody kicks the gun out of my hand and then pushes me down these stairs. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go really slow down the stairs and then I'll speed it up. Speed it up, sure. So I start to roll like slowly down the stairs and then I lose control and I start like mm. flopping over myself and I end up on the bottom. Luckily I was fine, but I sped up. It looks really good. But I remember like thinking at the bottom of the stairs, like, Ooh, that could have been bad. This was <laughs> <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I had a, I had a friend, the same guy who directed me in the creepy scene I was in. He mm-hmm. did a stunt in his own film where he's like, okay, speed it up. Uh, just drive at me and I'll hop on the roof. They were going about seven miles an hour. Seven miles an hour is not as slow as you think in real life. And he just fucked his back up. So basically jumped on a moving car. He was supposed to get hit by a car and he's like, I'll speed it up and post. No, dude, if you want to do that, that needs to be going about a mile an hour and you really speed it up and get a professional to do it. So you don't kill yourself. Um, yeah, doing your own stunts is risky. I, uh, uh, Greatest American Hero, the the fan series that I that I was in. Yes, uh, it's delightful. Is it all on YouTube? It's all on YouTube. Okay, uh, but there was a scene with Don Stark uh, where I remember I I fall on the hood of my car. We were using my car because you know it was very low budget. Uh, <laughs> I was one of the executive producers, so I remember I literally jumped on the hood of my car, made it look good. But then there, ever since then, uh, like there was a dent in the my hood of my car because I, mm-hmm. I put it there. Mm-hmm. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Of course. Ah, uh, uh, believe it or not, Alan dented his car. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Alan, why don't you tell people where they can find you? This is not going to come out for a few weeks, but tell them okay. where they can find you and anything that's coming up. Yeah, you can find me. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Alan Rickard, A L L E N R U E C K E R T. Same thing on, on Twitter. Um, you can go to my acting website, alanrickard.com, A L L E N R U E C K E R T. I try to keep that updated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, watch Watch Dolomite is my name on Netflix. It's just a, it's a fun watch, and really the cast and crew they were all wonderfully great people and. It's the same with Veep, actually. A really fun cast and mm-hmm. crew. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, go, go go watch both those. I'm not going to... Last season of Veep, but I think watch the whole thing if you haven't seen it. Of course. Why not? Go do that. Oh, Alan, and uh, yes. uh, uh, The Stunt Challenge Gone Wrong uh, oh, on yeah. YouTube or my Instagram. Uh, just really just search Stunt Challenge Gone Wrong. I think it's one of the things that pops up. Please. I would hope so. It better be. <laughs> Alan, um, I want to thank you. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank Kirk Cameron. Uh, I don't want to do that at all. Uh, well, you're a delight. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> if you do extra work again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, th- I probably have no more story. Like I'll, that entire period of my life, everything blended together. There was. Oh, I get it. Believe me. <laughs> there was an episode of Scrubs. I think it was season five. You can see me ordering coffee in the background, and yes. I remember I was. I had my finger doing this like 
Hmm. What do I want to order? <laughs> Just stupid. <laughs> so good. I love it. I love it. I love extra acting choices. It's. I have one I have to show you at some point. We haven't talked about it on here. I've got to find it. Uh, it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in trying to hunt for somebody else as an extra. Found something magical. Uh, well, there's just one thing left to say, ladies and gentlemen, and that's I'm sorry I missed your thing. I don't own a TV, so. <laughs> you can find The Professional Blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Klom and follow his hashtag, The Professional Blur. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!